Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Oh, man. Oh, man. The weather. I mean, it feels a little bit better today in Charlotte. I mean, that a front come through, clearing out a little bit. But it has been hot. I'm telling you, it has been hot. Why, my friends, it's almost been like, well, summer. Hi, everybody. Jason Lewis here, Charlotte's famous uh, or favorite former uh, talk show host and uh, former member of Congress, filling in for the one and only Pete Callender, who was just a cub reporter when I was at WBT, and now he's a superstar on the 50,000-watt blowtorch WBT of the Carolinas. I am so glad to be back in Charlotte, glad to be filling in for Pete, glad to be back on the air to talk with all of my Carolina friends. It has been a little bit, it's been a while, but there's so darn much much to say and I, I jest about the the climate obsession because you have to understand something folks if they lie to you about covid and now the new cdc director wants to make the covid jab an annual vaccine and don't you dare deny it or you're a denier if they lied about covid uh, the lab leak origins if they lied about russian collusion If they lied about Hunter, if they lied about Ukraine and who blew up the pipeline, if they lied about all this stuff, why wouldn't you think they're lying on the climate? The same global elitists that that literally every single day all summer long on the front page or the second or third page of the Wall Street Journal has been a climate apocalypse story. Why it's so damn hot, it's almost summer. And, of course, every summer we have heat waves, and every winter, the last two of which have been unusually cold, brutal, oh, it gets cold. So they politicize the routine. They politicize something that is not even out of the ordinary, like a president taking his papers to Mar-a-Lago. Or a president saying, it's time we fight like hell. That is now evidence of, probably climate change, but evidence of a crime. And yet... And yet, as we speak, in closed session, in front of Congress, Hunter Biden's former business partner is testifying. And he's testifying in spite of the fact that a weaponized and corrupt Department of Justice, which ought to be defunded, more on that in a moment, tried to intimidate this witness in a grand example of obstruction. Usually, defendants are obstructing justice. In this case, it's the prosecutors, because the prosecutors are working for Hunter Biden at the DOJ. And I will tell you, a Saturday letter, imagine this, on a Saturday, on a weekend, the Department of Justice sends out a letter demanding that this witness in front of Comer's committee should be, should be, jailed sooner rather than later now all of the apologists at politico and all the rest are saying oh no no they were just saying that that uh, you know for another charge he should do time Uh, tell me the last time a letter like this went out after an appellate court upheld a lower court decision immediately on a saturday 
the Saturday before the Monday, this guy's going to testify and is going to corroborate what these IRS whistleblowers, what we've all known for quite some time, the Biden family syndicate had a pay-to-play scheme reeling in millions of dollars by selling access. That right there is far more impeachable evidence than anything 45 could ever concoct in his wildest fantasies. And yet, and yet, those impeachment proceedings went on. No word yet on an actual inquiry by the House of Representatives. They're hinting at it. They should do it. But rarely have I seen a situation, getting back to the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, which is where the FBI is housed, Rarely have I been more, shall we say, on point. For those of you that subscribe to my newsletter on Substack, it's uh, jasonlewis.substack.com. It's a newsletter I put out a couple times a week. Details my experience as a member of Congress in Washington, but also follow-ups to my book, Party Animal, where I detailed that as well. Uh, This last week, the last newsletter was titled Defund the FBI and the CIA. And I don't say that lightly. But the time has come where you've got to understand that these bureaucracies are irredeemable. The swamp is so deep, the corruption, the rot is so ingrained that you can get rid of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, but there'll simply be more. These people aren't going away. They've got power, and they're going to use it until someone takes it away. You can't reason with them. You can't compromise with them. They are, as... Former President Reagan said once about the Soviet Union, the focus of, I, you know, I don't want to say evil, that's too harsh. The focus of the problem in Washington, D.C. is the administrative state. It is the swamp. And it's something when I was running for the Senate in 2020 in Minnesota that I had talked with the president, we're going to do civil service reform when you win and I win. And the president in Minnesota was down by three or four points. I was tied in my Senate race And surprise, surprise, we both lose. What did I say about climate change? Let's see. If they lie about the border, if they lie about COVID, if they lie about Ukraine, if they lie about Russian collusion, they're probably lying about climate change. Oh, but but, but you're supposed to believe them that the 2020 election had zero voter fraud. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. At some point, this thing reaches a threshold, an inflection point where the average citizen goes, my Lord. Now the DOJ is intimidating a witness? You know, we, we joke about, or I shouldn't say we joke, I wrote it in my newsletter last week. It said, look, you know you're, you're in a corrupt regime when the, 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 the power that be puts people in jail for the crimes they've committed. Well, literally now they want to put people in jail who might harm Hunter and Joe. This is corruption on an epic scale, and there is no other solution as I write. And by the way, check it out. It's called Defunding the CIA and the FBI, jasonlewis.substack.com. Go read it. There's no other solution. They are not going to reform themselves. And so what you do is you do exactly what, quite frankly, the Democrats did to Nixon and Ford. And actually, they probably would have done it to Johnson, too, but... They defunded the war in Vietnam, so we had to withdraw 
And you saw that famous April 1975 scene in Saigon where people are you know, hanging on to the, the helicopter trying to leave South Vietnam knowing that the North Vietnamese would soon overrun it. A precursor of Afghanistan, if you will. But the Democrats, deep, they didn't have any problem defunding troops, defunding the war effort. So why don't Republicans simply say to the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, you're not going to get any money. Or we're going to cut your budget in half. You know, people think, people think that um, the, the FBI always was, or the CIA always was. They are relatively new inventions, the FBI being about 100 years old. But before the FBI, when the federal government investigated a crime, which was very, very rare, I'll tell you who did it after the break. It wasn't the FBI. And when we needed intelligence, it wasn't the CIA for the bulk of this country's existence. And yet now these massive new bureaucracies are controlling the country. This, this friends, has got to change, and this weekend is Exhibit A. I'm Jason Lewis, in for Pete Callender. By the way, don't forget, you can call in, chime in, catch up with me at 704-570-1110 on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, you know, it, it's interesting in all of this, before we get to Winston and the rest of the calls at 704-570-1110. What's fascinating about all of this is at some point, the swamp's defense of, are you going to believe me or your own eyes? At some point, your own eyes have got to win out. Almost every single charge leveled against former President Trump were actually, were actually violated or were actually done by the left. It was not Trump that was colluding with Russians. I mean, the special counsel had to admit that. The Durham report finalized it. We now know it was an entire fake scandal made up by CNN and the Democrats. It was Hillary Clinton who had Russian sources creating her fake dossier. It was not Trump that, that misplaced classified documents, even though he says they are his. It was Joe Biden and a number of others, by the way in previous administrations, who had classified documents all over Helen Creation, and Hillary had reams of them on a private email server she was using outside the classified process. At some point, it just becomes absolutely stunning how this two-tiered system of justice is allowed to go on without anybody in the press and we have a serious issue, friends. The single most 
corrupt institution outside the administrative state is journalism, is the media. They have forsaken their, their, their role as watchdogs of the government to become lapdogs for big government, from climate change to the Bidens to transgenderism, you name it. They have taken sides, and they are propagating falsehoods one after another. COVID, Russian collusion, Alpha Bank, Hunter Biden's plea deal. You got a U.S. attorney that cut this sweetheart deal for Hunter that blew up in a district court. And now we're wondering, well, wait a minute, Merrick. He said he he had all the, he said he, he couldn't go any further. And you say he had all the power to do whatever he wanted. Obviously, somebody's lying here. This is corruption at the worst level in my life. Lyndon Baines Johnson, Richard Nixon included. Those guys don't hold a candle to what's going on right now. And I know I was there. I saw it happen. I saw the FISA warrants go down or heard about them when I was in Congress. That's why I wrote the book, Party Animal, The Truth About President Trump, Power Politics, and the Partisan Press. But once these these issues kept going on and on and on, I thought I'm going to follow up with the book, with the newsletter, which is why I'm still I got an iron in the fire. I would love nothing more in my old age than to go tee it up on on the local golf course and and worry about nothing but my putting. But I don't have that luxury, and neither do you. 704-570-1110. Let's go to Winston and Charlotte. You're first up today with Jason Lewis on the Pete Callender Show. Hey, Winston. Good afternoon. Hey, it's really glad to hear your voice again. You're you're my North Star, one of my North Stars uh, <laughs> for political advice and direction. Well, you all know, I can say there is don't look to Minnesota, for an example. That state is in a total free fall. Um, it is it is nothing even close to resembling freedom now in Minnesota. It's it's corrupt too. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jason. Hey, you know, like Trump, you know, I get Trump. I know everybody wants Trump. And I, and actually, I've been looking at RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Trump is kind of like that that girlfriend you used to have. And then you split up for a while. And then she calls you up and says, hey, you want to go? You want to go out again? <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going out with Trump again. I need new, fresh. I need something fresh, something exciting. I see it in RFK Jr., He's addressing the corruption. He's addressing COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, he is going to the mat. I hear him. And I, you know what? I think he, he gets the sweet spot in the center if he runs third party. What do you think? Very good. Very good point there. Look, I have no problem with anybody saying I'm not going to support Donald Trump, even though I will. But I have no problem with that. I have a problem with his political opponents trying to put him in jail. And they're now doing to RFK with regard to censoring, taking his words out of context, trying to destroy him and his credibility. Um, They're doing to him what they did to Trump. And this is one of the reasons I would say, Winston, that Trump needs to prevail. Because if he doesn't and he doesn't shut this down, they will do it to RFK. They'll do it to Ron DeSantis. They will keep going on until somebody stops them. And, And if they win and they drive Trump from office, then they will have one and they'll do it again. Now, having said all that, coming up on the program this week, either tomorrow or Thursday or one of these days, we're going to have Tony Lyons on the show. Tony is the, the publisher of Skyhorse. He's the guy RFK went to 
to publish his book, Fauci, when no one else would publish it. And Tony's one of Robert Kennedy's biggest backers. Um, Look, my take is this. I've sat down with RFK during a long lunch once, and I found him to be entirely sincere, entirely credible. Um, and, And I am glad he's doing what he's doing. Would I support everything he's done? Um, I've got concerns on some of the the litigation and that sort of thing. However, I do think he's a force for good in this society. And I I completely understand why people like you look to him because he's a truth tailor. And by the way, it just came down over the weekend that the Biden administration refuses to release the JFK assassination files after what? 40, 20, 60 years? Um, and he wants them released because he and he said his father suspected uh, the swamp, p- particularly the CIA right there. So it's a great point. We'll have more on it this week. Stick around. You're on uh, News Talk 1110-993 WBT with Jason Lewis in for Pete Callender. More coming right up. Don't go away. All right. Now, you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. You know, I'm thinking to myself here, when it comes to the Biden case, there's nothing more clear, more absolutely um, 100% clear i guess is the best way to say it then this should have been investigated long ago and why it wasn't i have no idea the only thing i can tell you is that joseph ziegler who was one of the irs whistleblowers was a lifelong democrat and he said that justice officials under merrick garland prevented quote prevented investigators from following the evidence and appointing a special counsel on hunter biden So this is why so many folks are upset about what's going on. They know that something's amiss, and yet the Justice Department is dragging their feet once again. Now, Devin Archer goes to testify in a closed session today, and over the weekend, he's He's intimidated with a, I don't, I'm not even going to say rare, I don't know that it's ever been done before on a Saturday, saying a judge needs to lock this guy up right away. If that isn't intimidating a witness, I don't know what it could possibly be. And yet Devin Archer, who was Hunter's businessman, who has evidence that the whole family was doing deals from Ukraine to China, um, is going to do jail on a different, a different uh, case. That's what the Justice Department relies upon. They say, well, we were just talking about a different case. Really? A letter on a Saturday? The, the two days before you're going to testify, you got to be kidding me here. you got to be kidding me here. People are getting desperate, and that's why so many are looking to people like RFK, who they normally wouldn't do. But times have changed where this old notion, this old Republican Mitch McConnell notion that, well, if a corporate tax cut doesn't fix it, then don't talk about it. That doesn't work anymore. 
It's not the economy stupid anymore, although there are very important issues there. I would much rather be talking about those. But you can't talk about routine matters when the core constitutional liberty that our founding fathers gave to us is under attack. When the Bill of Rights is being assaulted at every turn, when biological reality... When our children are being sexualized, when the borders are wide open, when you've got a fentanyl crisis, when you're being told that a medical experiment can be done on your body and you better comply, at some point, you got to take some action that is beyond the usual Republican talking points. And that's why people are looking to RFK Jr., in Colombia, though, Dan, he has a different take on this. Uh, welcome to the Pete Callender Show with your host today, Jason Lewis, filling in. Good afternoon, Congressman Lewis. Thanks for sitting in. You're always fun to listen to. I appreciate that. Um, two points real quickly. Um, first, uh, I, we all owe the, uh, the old guy Republicans that we kind of bemoan now and again a great debt of gratitude for making sure that Merrick Garland didn't get a seat on the court. Amen to that. Uh, I mean, this guy's proven to be the most corrupt uh, attorney general in history. Can you imagine what he would have done as a justice? Yeah. Well, pretty much what the minority does on the court. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. The other point is your your previous caller, Winston, uh, I find it fascinating that would-be conservatives or even centrists find Robert F. Kennedy their bastion of hope now. And it sure is a short few years since RFK Jr. was... uh, calling Rush Limbaugh and uh, Glenn Beck and uh, um, um, most generally, most all uh, conservative talk show hosts, I characterized them as traitors and mm-hmm. also uh, intimated that they should be imprisoned for same. Uh, he'd, same with Bill O'Reilly. He found all conservative talk show hosts standing in the way of, of democracy and justice in America and felt that they should yeah. all be imprisoned for being traitors. There uh, are, there are two things to address here. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. New, yeah. New game. Well, there, there are two things to address here. Actually, a couple of things to address here, and I'm glad you brought it up. First and foremost, times change, and so do people. But above and beyond that, I don't know if you remember when the editors of National Review, good, solid Bush conservatives ran a cover piece called Against Trump. And guess who wrote? I think you'd be shocked to find out who wrote all of the articles in there bashing Trump. Well, Glenn Beck was an anti-Trump guy. He was a never-Trumper. The National Review still is. And so if you're going to go back to those statements, how can you trust those guys? That's quite true. That's a good point. Uh, I would also say that that times have changed in that, and I don't agree with everything RFK has done. That's probably why I wouldn't support him for president. But I do think he's he's being honest on a few key issues. He believes that we have crony capitalism, not capitalism. And so can you ever imagine conservatives saying we ought to break up companies? No, that was always liberals, right? They're antitrust busters. The conservatives believe in business and the bigger, the better except when it comes to big tech. Things have gone all the way around to the point where corporate America is carrying the water for liberalism, so we would never be in a position as conservatives to bash corporations, would we? To hell we wouldn't. That is a huge problem in America right now. 
corporate yeah, that, C-suites. Let me do a question. I'm curious, and I really am looking for the answer to this. How is it that the, the vast percentage of the, of the mainstream media leans so far left when, in fact, they literally represent everything that is Republican and conservative from a, a business, from a commerce, from a monetary standpoint? I can't imagine how they all support the liberal left, who, in fact, would behead their corporate power as quickly as they could. Well, I don't, I, you know, look, I, I don't see it that way. I think they represent consumer fraud. That is, they're supposed to be watchdogs of the government and keep an eye on government. Now they are state-run media. We know that companies from Facebook to pre-Musk Twitter, but also CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, carried lie after lie after lie deliberately about Russian collusion. And we're going to find out about COVID. And we're going to find out about China. And all of this... So I don't, I don't see a time, at least since Woodward and Bernstein, really since Nixon and Alger Hiss, where the press has ever had any semblance of being, um, you know, free market. <laughs> I don't know about free market, but certainly they're free market for themselves, but, but um, honest when it comes to politics anyway. Anyway, Dan, thanks for the call. Got to run. And we now know that, that literally the feds were snooping on Trump administration officials under false pretenses and abusing the system, everything that liberals used to fear when it came to civil liberties. Um, and, and we now know, in addition to the Trump administration, they were going after members of Congress like Devin Nunez. Well, the former Intel chair and member of Congress, uh, Devin Nunez, will join us in the next hour right here on WBT, so stick around for that. I am Jason Lewis, former Congressman Lewis and former talk show host at WBT. Glad to be in for uh, Pete Callender today. And speaking of uh, plugging my book, <laughs> which I am, um, I devote a, a good chunk of the book. I would say a, a quarter of it to the partisan press. And I only say that because Dan brought it up. Why are the press so liberal? And you can go back to when Nixon exposed Alger Hiss when they first turned on, on nationalists or um, um, conservatives, if you will. But the bottom line in the modern era has been they are part of the corporate media and corporations in America know where the money is. They know what it takes to get ahead. They are rent seekers. They are not small entrepreneurs, small businessmen and women who are truly entrepreneurs. They lobby on Capitol Hill, as I can attest, to the nth degree. They would rather carve out a secure market through political machinations than fight their competitors. That is crony capitalism. And that's what the media are. They know that. And journalists know, starting in J school, what it takes to get ahead in the newsroom and in corporate media. Be a left-wing kook on every single issue. Go after Republicans, exonerate Democrats. And that is why they sat and spiked the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's why CNN uh, went after me. Uh, taking my words out of context on WBT going back many, many years and filling in for Rush. They know, and they, they, they don't do that to Democrats. They don't do that to Hunter Biden or the Biden family because that's where their bread is buttered. They know it. They're hacks. 
They're just horrible hacks. And if you want the real inside scoop on it, read Party Animal. By the way, the book is out in audiobook now, too iTunes and, and uh, Audible. Um, it is my experience inside the, the Beltway, and it ain't pretty. And everything I warned about in that book, which just came out a little over a year ago, um, is come to pass. We've now been validated from COVID to the economy to Ukraine, and of course, to the myriad of false scandals aimed at Republicans and covering up the ones that would involve the Bidens. Again, in October, of, and you want to know why I wrote on my Substack newsletter, we should defund the FBI and the CIA. Think of 2020. I'm in the midst of a Senate campaign in Minnesota, campaigning along with President Trump, who thought he'd truly win that state. We were all tied going into the last week of October. And the Hunter Biden laptop story explodes in October. It would have revealed what Devin Archer knows and is telling a closed session of Congress right now. It would have revealed what Bobolinsky and all the rest know about the Biden's pay-to-play scheme. So what did social media, what did the mainstream media, what did the CIA and former intel officials at those agencies do? They lied. James Clapper, Brennan et al., those sorts of folks all said, well, no, no, this is Russian disinformation. When we now know for a fact, it wasn't. It was true. It was all true. But they spiked it. Now, that's election interference. The same way trying to indict Trump during an election cycle is election interference. And yet... The press talks about Russian election interference because they took out Facebook ads. The the warped nature of all of this. I mean, there is such an ethical lapse on the part of journalists today. It is hard to know where to begin. And what's frustrating about it is, is how many times can they get caught without suffering any I mean, the only people that get boycotted from corporations are talk show hosts of the conservative ilk. That's one reason why media coming. Mean, look at Fox News and what happened to Tucker Carlson. It first starts with corporate boycotts. That's what the left does. They censor. And now they're censoring stories about how they censored. I mean, that's, yeah, it's 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 pathetic. It really is just pathetic, and and something's got to be done before it's too late. And McCarthy's talking about perhaps impeachment inquiries, but the real guardrail check of the legislative branch of government, and this is key, friends. Here's a little free, free civics lesson. The real checks and balances of the legislative branch is the power of the purse. That is where they can hold the executive branch accountable. That is where they must hold them accountable. Now, you know what? I'm going to talk about that at some point today. And the reason Republicans are not doing that is because you've got a bunch of Liz Cheney, Uber war hawks in Ukraine who will give the Democrats anything they want as long as they plus up aid to Zelensky. And it's clear as a bell, and it was clear as a bell when I was in Congress. 
That's why we can't balance the budget. You can't double the size of the Pentagon and expect Chuck Schumer to say, okay, that's fine, we'll cut welfare and we'll triple the Pentagon. Uh, I'll go along with that. No. Chuck Schumer says, you want more money for the Pentagon, $875 billion worth? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to double these welfare programs, income transfer programs. And you know what the Hawks say, and many of them in the Freedom Caucus? Okay, that's fine. Uh, if you go along with us, more aid to Ukraine, more military spending, then, then, well, guess what? I'll go along with you. And they bust the budget sequester. When I was in Congress, we had something called budget sequestration, and it was working. The deficit was coming down. But it held the line on discretionary spending, including the Pentagon. Yeah, you know, I, I had friends. I, I had two brothers in the military. And my dad was in the army. My brothers and both my two brothers were in Vietnam. When I asked them, do you think there's any waste in a Pentagon with 800,000 employees, civilian? They start laughing. We'll talk about that and more. But coming up next, Representative, former Representative Devin Nunez. Filling in for Pete Callender today. I'm Jason Lewis on News Talk 1110 WBT. (laughs) 